Welcome to Cultivating Converse. Hello, listeners, and welcome back. It's probably the most important question. That's a really good question. Fly by the seat of our pants, is that the saying? Let me start that over. A podcast from the Ohio Department of Agriculture. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Cultivating Convos here at the Ohio Department of Agriculture. I'm one of your hosts, Megan Harshbarger, along with my sidekicks, Brian and Jesse. What's up, guys? Hello. Hello. <laughs> we had a great Thanksgiving, and now we're already into the holiday season. Time is moving so fast. I, yeah, okay. We are admittedly recording this on December 14th, and I actually can't believe that. It is December 14th. Harvest is done. And, uh, you know, everyone thinks after that, at least for ODA, the work is done too, but but it never is. And uh, as you'll learn in this, this edition today, we have very, a very special event that has already taken place, but it's around the holiday theme. So we thought you can never get enough Christmas, right? We have had a lot going on. Definitely the month of November was really busy for us, um, especially with Thanksgiving. And we hope you all had a wonderful Thanksgiving. But um, we had a couple of events jam-packed into one week, and that was our groundbreaking ceremony for our brand new laboratory. Um, construction uh, hopefully will begin shortly here on campus. And we also had another wonderful event that we've been hosting for about 30 years, I'd say, um, on ODA's campus. And we're going to talk about that next. We have Chief of ODA's Division of Plant Health, Dan Kenny, on with us today. Hey, Dan, thanks for coming back. We appreciate it. Megan, thanks for the invite. Of course. And we also have a returning guest, Amy Galehouse. She has a couple of titles. Um, she helps run a family business, Galehouse Tree Farm. Um, but Amy also is on the board of directors for the Ohio Christmas Tree Association. And it's a very busy time for you, Amy. So thanks so much for uh, taking a few minutes to chat with us. No problem. Thank you. So I, I guess we'll go ahead and kick it off because we first want to talk about an event that's held on ODA's campus every November called Operation Evergreen. Um, it's a really special event that we're very happy uh, we're able to be a part of. And I think, Amy, I'm going to kick it to you first to go ahead and give us uh, the rundown of Operation Evergreen. Operation Evergreen was developed by the board of directors, mostly veterans, uh, to provide Christmas trees for troops who are serving overseas. Um, we had several Korean veterans, a World War II veteran, and a number of um, um, Vietnam veterans on the board at the time. And they specifically said it was really important to get something from home. When we started this, the conflicts in Bosnia, Bosnia and Kosovo were going on. And they felt that the, um, the troops in those areas had been forgotten by the United States, and they felt that we should make sure that they know that we still care about them and make sure they get trees, which is really where it started from. Our uh, executive director set it up and uh, she drove from tree from farm to farm to farm to pick up trees until the first two years. And then it got to be too burdensome for her. Then we had to arrange to have them collected and packed. And the ODA was more than willing to help us do that. And so we have been down on the ODA campus since about 1997. 95, something like 96, I think, or seven. We started out in the yard by the old greenhouses. That's how long we've been doing it. <laughs> Those are now gone. So in the space of 28 years, we sent about 5,000 trees overseas. That's amazing. To, uh, um, yeah. 
Amy, can you describe kind of the feeling of it? I mean, just watching all of the Christmas trees being boxed up and, you know, you know you have that positive impact. If you've been down there when we're packing, when you're down there when you're packing and, and you guys got to see it, what you don't understand is they always ask me every year, is there any veterans here? And you have to realize most of the tree growers who are packing are veterans. And you don't realize it until you look and it says Semper Fi, Navy, Army, all they've all got their outfits on. And they just very quietly come, pack the trees, get them bailed, get them in the boxes, ship them, and they just do it without saying much. Um, and school kids and the FFA come down and help us with packing. Um, we have church groups who give us ornaments to pack in with the trees. The trees are all donated by the Christmas tree growers. And one of the nicest things we've had happen to us in the last couple of years is that a veteran in Middlesburg at Acres Packaging has provided all the boxes for the project for the last eight or nine years. The first 10 years they came out of our barn because we had shipping stuff, but everything since the last 15, 10, 15 years have been provided by Acres. That is a do true donation because those boxes are not inexpensive and it's a very fantastic, and he's a, he's a former Marine. One of our employees, one of our members said, don't pay for boxes. I know somebody can get them for you. And two days later, they showed up on our doorstep. So there's a lot of, it's really and truly, when you ask our members, it's not for their PR, it's not to promote their trees, it's not to promote their farms, it's for the troops, period. It took me 10 years to get them to even put their names on their trees when they send them. And that's how dedicated this group has been. It is such a collaborative effort. And I would imagine those boxes, they're pretty unique sizes. I mean, it's probably Christmas trees or, or golf clubs in yeah. there. Um, you know, I, <laughs> I want to make sure Dan doesn't feel left out here. What, Dan, can you talk about the role ODA plays? All these trees get dropped off. And then and then what? how do we pick it up from there? Yeah, thanks, Brandon. I, I definitely don't feel left out. I, look, I love hearing Amy talk about this project. Um, our role is, is really just um, we provide a... a, a local space for, for folks to come drop the trees off and it's convenient for us to to get them inspected uh, in one central location and get the paperwork all squared away and then and other than that we're uh, happy to provide a little bit of manual labor as well uh, while while we're boxing them up and, and loading up the truck so um, our our inspectors are out obviously through part of their normal jobs going out inspecting things like christmas trees but also um and any other plant commodities so this just fits well within our role and, and it's such a great um uh, great cause and a great um gives you a great feeling as you as you guys alluded to to um work together especially with the kids coming out and the growers and and those veterans that are that are here as well on that day um along with our inspectors and staff it's it's a really a good time a good day one of the best days of the year at oda for sure I would also just um, encourage our listeners to head to our YouTube uh, page or Facebook page because we have lots of pictures and videos um, from our Operation Evergreen event that we post every year. And it's just really, really a joy that ODA uh, staff members here on campus are able to um, participate in that. So it's been wonderful. Yeah. And Amy, uh, podcasts and, you know, the three of four of us are stuck in offices while you're at the, the tree farm and you have the most awesome, you know, background behind <laughs> you. And that looks like you probably just copy and pasted it out of a Hallmark movie. But can you tell us a little bit about what it takes to run a, a, a tree farm? Oh, gosh. Well, we're one of, out of all the growers here in the state of Ohio, there's about 10 of us who have large farms. <laughs> and that's how many who are doing it full time. I'm one of, I'm one of the full timers. 
So it's just like any other farm. You you have the stuff you have to do in the spring. You have all the planning to do, all the road ground prep. Um, my degrees in biology and micro and uh, physics and chemistry. So I'm the on-site biologist and the person who keeps track of chemicals. It's all got to be mowed, all 200 acres, you know, 30 inches at a time, because that's what the spacing on the trees are. It's the best. Uh, we've got the fall prep. We dig in the spring. We dig in the fall. Um, what you're looking behind me is just a little bit of it. This is simply the gift shop where we check people out and they go in and out. It's about 5,000 square feet of a shop. It started with a picnic table and three or table arrangements and a couple wreaths on the wall. And it's grown to this size, but people come in to get warmed up, to find things, to buy stuff. Um, and we decorate this. This takes about a week to set up. It's uh, There's 12 themes, 10 fresh trees, anywhere from 7 to 14 feet tall in here. And uh, that's just what you guys see publicly, but we are out in the fields the rest of the year working, just like you would on any other farm. Um, our harvest season is a little bit tight. We work all year round, and our, our harvest is maybe in a three-week period. Uh, we run... Oh, I don't I can't even tell you how many trees we run. We probably we tell people they have to count the stumps. And actually, we do go out and count the stumps after the year season's done to see how many trees we've actually because I got I got to do a checkoff program with it. Um, I can keep track of most of it on the register, but not all of it. Um, trying to think what else we do. I do all kinds of stuff. I get stuck with a lot of other things, too. But that's just it's just like any other farming operation. It's just the harvest time is very tight and the rotation is very very long trees take 10 to 15 years to get to a room size tree so i've seen four or five rotations um i have trees that we're selling now that they're a quarter of a century old they're you know 15 feet tall and the problem is houses have changed and people have big ceilings and they want a 15 foot tree and i had to know a quarter of a century ago that they wanted a tree 15 feet tall in their living room. I've known that, Amy. How could you not? <laughs> well, the only reason we have them is because we've been in business since 1932. So we have fields that we don't let people run around in. So we do have a selection of taller trees, but they're getting very vociferous about it. So we've, we've been providing trees for uh, commercial installations and in local uh, municipalities in the last couple of years um for christmas and then we do the same thing for landscape installations that they do along their wind breaks and so on so when does your when does your busy season begin i would imagine it's around thanksgiving for people yeah, to come the, to you over yeah over the years the timing has changed it used to be people ever everybody came a week the first week in december and bought their tree and put it up and took it down new year's eve now people come earlier because they've got all this stuff going on and they can't miss Black Friday. So we have an open house beginning in November. The thanks the weekend before Thanksgiving for a lot of tree growers has started to get busier and busier. Thanksgiving is Thanksgiving weekend is just crazy. And the weekend after that's busy. And we're now we just finished the third weekend. And the last weekend since Christmas falls on a Sunday, we'll have some people here on Saturday, next Saturday. But like I said, it's the people who want trees late in the season because of their religion or their students and, and family members are coming to visit late just before Christmas. So we have about seven days where we have to make all of our money, you know, yeah. Thanksgiving weekend and the two weekends after that. So we make, we make jokes about it. So <laughs> I get paid once a year. 
Yeah, that humor gets you through uh, that busy season, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, there, there are things that we just laugh about because we have no other choice. Christmas is like, there's a commercial out there for Christmas. They show a SUV racing a snowball down the hill. And one of the new growers called me the other day and said, what, I can't get a handle on Christmas. I said, see that snowball? It's at the top of the hill and it's rolling down the hill. You can't stop it. It is coming whether you like it or not. When the ball starts rolling, you better be ready because when it gets to the bottom of the hill, it's Christmas and you're done <laughs> for the year. So uh, and she called me back after Christmas and said, you are right. It's like that snowball coming down the hill. So that's the easiest way to explain it. You do a lot of stuff very, very quickly and uh, you kind of have to ad lib sometimes and some things get done and some things don't. It's just the way it goes. Yeah, you kind of walked us through, uh, you know, farming is not easy work, right? It it, it takes passion, it takes time and grit. Um, walk us through what keeps you going, you know, what drives you to keep doing this year after year? Well, first of all, I like being outside. I like growing trees. I'm biologist and a plant nerd by heart. Um, uh, I just find it fascinating you grow the trees over a period of time. Uh, my point in the gift shop and this thing is to make people walk in the door and feel like they're five years old again. Um, and they don't know how it happens. It's kind of like a surprise at Christmas time. But I enjoy the work. I enjoyed being outside. I've done lots of other things and other jobs I've taught and, and done merchandising and advertising and all that kind of stuff. But this kind of combines my whole background together. And it's a family business and we like doing this. It's just just part of our family. We make jokes that we teeth on pine logs and we have pine sap running in our veins uh, they start by selling pine cones uh, and cutting bags and uh, they've all done it all of them have done it making bundles those are all the beginning jobs for my starters so i can't remember do you get a real tree Yes, if I have to, oh, I set them once up in here, but I try to put one up, but it never goes up until Christmas Eve. I, my tradition is to go home with the tree Christmas Eve and set it up in the stand. It doesn't always get decorated, but there's a tree standing in my house on Christmas Eve. I, I know we always love to highlight Dan and plant health. I, I, we'll, we'll get you next time with a bunch of questions just for you. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. No. I've, I've got to give Dan lots of help, lots of thank you, because he has helped a lot in the past for us to get the tree shipped overseas. I don't think I could do it without uh, ODA helping us out with getting things inspected and set up and all that set up. That, that project wouldn't go unless a lot of people helped. It's not me who's doing it. It's the group collectively. And by the time I've gotten shippers to be on and the ODA to help us get the stuff done, and very cooperative to have the uh, inspectors help us out. Um, it makes it a lot easier to do than, uh, and, and I'll be honest with you, I've, Talk to other people in other states, and they say that the Ohio Department of Agriculture is one of the best departments of agriculture in the area in the United States. You, you have one of the best reputations, believe me. And I've talked to a lot of people in other states, and they all agree the ODA does a very, very excellent job. Thanks for that, Amy. That's awesome. Great me, we're going to clip that soundbite and just use it for every <laughs> single thing that we do. <laughs> we're, we're done. We can all go home. Well, yeah. thank you. Thank you both for your time. Um, we appreciate chatting about Operation Evergreen and the holidays, and it's it's just a wonderful time. So thank you both, and happy holidays. Whether it's Gale House Tree Farm or any other in Ohio, you have to visit a tree farm 
sometime in your life. Even if you have a, a fake tree that's standing in the living room right now, just the smells and the sights, it is totally worth it. Make sure to put it on your calendar, uh, if not this year, the next year for sure. Absolutely. We picked up a real tree. I get a real tree every year and I just love the smell of a Fraser fir. That's a must. <laughs> yes, that is my favorite uh, candle scent. <laughs> yeah, just the same thing, right? <laughs> Yeah, you, you know, do what you can to make your house smell like the holidays. <laughs> uh, right. Well, awesome. Uh, it's a little bit of a lull sometimes after the holidays, after the new year. But we, we also have something very cool coming up in January. Fair season might be for the summers, but the Ohio Fair Managers Association, uh, they put on their big convention in January. And so we're going to talk about it because you can never get enough of Ohio's fairs. We can't. It's a really big deal. And we want to uplift our fairs and all the folks who work behind the scenes to make sure they run smoothly. So we are going to talk about that next time. Uh, until then, everyone, happy holidays, happy new year, and we'll catch you next time. Join the conversation with ODA on social media. You can also email us at agrcommunications at agri.ohio.gov.